We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for this Wednesday morning, middle of the week already, the 10th of August, 2022. Daniel Pedro in the chair through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Good to be with you for another hour before Vossi and Michelle Bishop this morning uh, from 6 AM through SEN 1170 AM, Patton Hills through SENQ 693 a.m. and SEN 1620 a.m. Gold Coast will take you through the breakfast shows. Number as per usual, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457 736 736. Plenty to get through over the course of the next hour as well. The Ricky Stewart ban has come down. We'll get to that in a second and get your thoughts on the open line and the text line. Mixed views yesterday morning. We'll get more of your thoughts today as well as that. Uh, the Isaiah Papali'i saga continues with a fresh twist. Interested to get your thoughts on that. A wonderful sports star has announced that she is planning to retire overnight after the US Open. We'll get to that as well. Plus, in about 10 or so minutes, we're going to have a chat to Matty Cox. He's host of Tradies News in a nutshell uh, out of our Melbourne studios. Lots to get around. NRL, AFL, plenty to talk about. So a big hour ahead, one 736 It's coming up to two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yes, hot water need replacing. Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, your thoughts on what is making news today. Plenty making news as per usual in the world of rugby league and away from rugby league as well. But let's start with the big story of the week, Ricky Stewart. And as we talked about yesterday morning, it looked like he was going to be suspended for one game and fined $20,000. He's now been fined $25,000. So this all happened yesterday. Uh, suspended for one game and personally fined $25,000. Now, in a sensational aftermath to the incident, the NRL has prohibited Stewart from coaching any capacity for one week, which is an unprecedented suspension, which will conclude next Tuesday. Now, under this suspension, he cannot train his side or contact any players, coaching staff or officials, either in person or remotely ahead of Canberra's match against St. George Illawarra this Sunday. He's also been forbidden from attending GIO Stadium. He has essentially been kicked out of rugby league for seven days. Now, his suspension ends at 4pm next Tuesday, when all the NRL sides are announced for the coming round. So he'll also be unable to select Canberra's side for a round 23 match against Newcastle at McDonald Jones Stadium. In a direct and strongly worded statement, the NRL said the period of suspension prohibits Stewart from performing any duties as head coach of the Raiders, including attendance at team or individual training or coaching sessions or the Raiders facilities. Furthermore, he cannot provide instruction or direction to the team, individual players or club officials during the period of suspension, including before, during or after any matches within this period. 
Now, we know it also says the NRL doesn't have the resources to monitor Stuart or the players, but have warned the coach against attempting to contact officials or his stars. Also, rather than finding the Raiders, the NRL made a point of finding Ricky Stewart personally. He has seven days to respond to the breach notice, but Canberra issued its own statement yesterday accepting the punishment. We have a proposed breach notice for uh, Stewart, which takes in a personal fine of $25,000 and enforcing a suspension of one week from any coaching or training activities at Canberra, either in person or remotely, including any match day activities, NRL CEO Andrew Abdo said. There are significant steps and we have taken them because it was completely unacceptable for any person in the game to use language like the language Ricky used. Our head coaches made inappropriate comments in a public forum. So there you go. Ricky Stewart suspended, banned from all contact with his team for a week until next week on Tuesday. So there you go. Penrith also issued a statement on Tuesday night claiming the club fully supports Stewart's sanctions. And Red Panthers, uh, the Panthers are disappointed by the original comments made by Stewart on Saturday night and believes that there was no place in the game for such comments. The club does not tolerate verbal abuse towards any member of the Panthers playing squad. Jamin is a highly valued member of the Panthers playing group, having played every match of the 2022 season. He is an integral p- player in Ivan Cleary's side and was influential in the side's last start win over Canberra. So, uh, no Ricky Stewart there. Raiders assistants Brett White, Mick Crawley and Andrew McFadden will take over from Stewart this week. Canberra also issued a statement just quickly saying the Canberra Raiders and head coach Ricky Stewart recognise and accept the sanction handed down by the NRL following comments in last weekend's post-match press conference. The Raiders assistant coaches will take charge of the team during this period and for the game on Sunday afternoon against the Dragons. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six on this one. Um, I had a call yesterday on the show. I think it was Dan in Brisbane who thought a fine was good enough for Ricky Stewart. Didn't deserve to get suspended. On the other end of the scale, I've seen people texting me, texting uh, here, uh, speaking to me privately, friends speaking to me privately. The thought one week uh, for what he said was not good enough. $25,000 personally fined as well. What are your thoughts? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 11 70 or 0457 736 736. I mean, it is one match, but it is also a whole week of not being able to contact the side. And it comes at a very, very vital time for this Canberra Raiders side. They're up against the Dragons, who are all but out of the top eight race, but not completely just yet. And the Raiders are technically two poor, uh, two wins behind the Roosters if you look at the for and against situation. So to have no coach, uh, well, not their head coach, for a week, it's bad for the team. But is it a strong enough punishment for what Ricky Stewart said? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your thoughts on that this morning. Happy to hear from you on the open line and the text. We will get to the Isaiah Papali'i story a little later on once we speak to Matty Cox. We may even ask him what a contract is worth in AFL, but a fresh twist that he might be looking to get out of his Tigers contract, but to go to the Warriors. Uh, That was a bit of a surprise twist. We will talk about that a little later on, but just wanted to get to this before the break um, and big news overnight. Serena Williams has announced she is going to be retiring from tennis after the U.S. Open because she wants to have more children. 
The 40-year-old broke the news in a self-penned article in Vogue magazine and admitted she hates the decision. I have never liked the word retirement. It doesn't feel like a modern word to me, Williams wrote. I've been thinking of this as a transition, but I want to be sensitive about how I use that word, which means something very specific and important to a community of people. Maybe the best word to describe what I'm up to is evolution. I'm here to tell you I'm evolving away from tennis towards other things that are important to me. There is no happiness in this topic for me. I know it's not the usual thing to say, but I feel a great deal of pain, she added. And it's the hardest thing I could ever imagine. I hate it. I hate that I have to be at this crossroads. I keep saying to myself, I wish it could be easy for me, but it's not. I'm torn. I don't want it to be over, but at the same time, I'm ready for what's next. That includes expanding her family. Uh, she went on to say, believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. Uh, if I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labour of expanding our family. Williams also revealed she had been trying to have another child for the last year. So there you go. She's won 23 Grand Slam titles, the most in the open era, and one short of Margaret Court's, Margaret Court's all-time record. She will play in the US Open in Flushing Meadows at the end of this month. That will be her last Grand Slam event. So 23 Grand Slam titles, Serena Williams in an amazing career that's gone for quite some time. Is she the best female tennis player of all time? Is she the best female athlete of all time? Is she one of the best athletes, full stop, of all time? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And that's hope that she has a good run at the US Open. Struggled at Wimbledon. But it would be great to see Serena Williams go out on a high at the end of this month when that US Open begins in a couple of weeks' time. So there's just a couple of things on the agenda. We'll get to the Isaiah Papali'i story as well shortly. 0457 736 736. Your thoughts on the Ricky Stewart suspension? Is it long enough? Your thoughts on Serena Williams' retirement? Is she the best female tennis player of all time? And is she one of the best athletes we've ever seen? 0457 736 736. 1300 1170. We'll take a break. On the other side of this, we're going to catch up with Maddie Cox. It is 10 past five. Sure is at 14 past five. Going to have a chat with Maddie Cox in just a second. Lots of news coming out of Team this Tuesday as well. We'll get to shortly as well. Some big changes. Uh, and, of course, no Canberra Raiders coach. Let's have a chat with Maddie Cox. Very tempted to keep that rolling there. Uh, Dan, good morning to you. Very upbeat for a Wednesday morning. Maddie. how are you? Just trying to get us through the hump day or the start of the hump day. Um, just a little, not too, not too turbulent. I reckon your second day back on the uh, back on the tools as well for tradies news up there. The alarm go this morning for you. Uh, yeah, it was uh, well a bit better today than yesterday, but no, good to be back. Although the Commonwealth Games, how good were they, Maddie? They were really yeah, good. sensational. And I know we spoke. At length down here about it yesterday morning about just some of the success to come out of the games. And I know there's the, the bias because not every country in the world competes at it. But still, the achievements should not be dismissed, particularly from a, an Australian point of view. And the exciting part of all of it is we've now got the baton here in Victoria. We host yeah. the next one. Yeah, 2026, which will come around faster than most people probably expect. But no, that'll be very exciting, mostly in regional Victoria as well. 
in all in regional all Victoria. In. I think the, the only thing that's going to be held at the MCG will be the uh, opening ceremony. Mm. So all the events are going to be in regional areas. Does that interest you in any way as a as an outsider looking in? I know you've spent a little bit of time in Melbourne town, but would you be... Uh, would you want to come down to regional Victoria to, to watch the Commonwealth Games? Would you be that invested in it? Oh, I think definitely. I remember when the Com Games were Gold Coast 2018, Melbourne back in 2006. I think the Commonwealth Games does cop a bit of flack, doesn't it, Matty? But when it is actually on, people are very invested in it. People are watching it, listening to it. So, no, I remember actually when that news story came along, I was hosting the overnight crowd that day and I got feedback from right around the country about uh, either whether they'd be supporting uh, the Common Games or not. But uh, now that they're definitely going to be there, I think it's going to have a, a lot of interest once we get a lot closer to it. But no, I'd definitely be interested. Yeah, I love regional Victoria, so I'm I'm definitely a big fan of that. There's bigger news that's been mm. frying in your <laughs> neck of the woods. Some big, big, big news involving the coach of the Canberra Raiders. Ricky Stewart, we discovered yesterday, or it was announced yesterday, that he's been given a one-match suspension mm. and a $25,000 fine. For those that aren't aware of the circumstances that have led to this point, can you just encapsulate... What occurred on the weekend to lead to this penalty and then the reaction from the NRL landscape because I find it incredibly intriguing. Yeah, so I'll try and keep it as short as possible. But they played Good luck. Pen- Thank you. <laughs> they played Penrith on uh, Saturday night in a game that, although Penrith is still premiership favourites, Penrith had about three of their, or four of their players out. So a lot of people thought Canberra were going to win. It was a very important game for Canberra to win to keep their top eight hopes alive. Now, they lost the game. Um, and Jamin Salmon, uh, who plays for the Penrith Panthers, had a bit of an incident uh, during the game where he uh, kicked out at a Canberra Raiders player. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen, but it's not the best thing you've ever seen. Anyway, uh, post-match press conference, which every coach does each and every week as they do in the AFL to Maddie, Ricky Stewart uh, was asked a question um, and he replied. It was a bit of a long-winded answer, but in the reply, he called the Panthers player, Jamin Sa- uh, Salmon, a weak gutted dog after saying it had a bit to do with him uh, previous life, uh, 10, how many, many years ago. So uh, I've never heard in my time following, well, really any sport, Matty, a reaction to a player's name or a reaction like that in a post-match press conference ever. We obviously don't know um, the story behind what happened for, for Ricky Stewart to say that. That hasn't been revealed publicly, but... To say that in a press conference after a rugby league game, after a sports game, I, I just couldn't I couldn't believe it when I heard it. So twenty five thousand dollar fine. That's him personally uh, being fined, not the club. He's been suspended for one game, but what that means is it's not just the game on Sunday. It actually means as of well yesterday afternoon he can't have any contact with the Canberra Raiders club, the players, the assistant coaches that are filling in. He just has to basically stay silent for a week. So Canberra, uh, without their coach for uh, a week, seven days until next Tuesday afternoon after 4 p.m. Which is, <laughs> it's fascinating because of the impact that that could potentially have on their season because in a similar way to how we were discussing the Manly issue a couple of weeks ago, mm. they are right on the fringe, aren't they? They are right on the fringe, um, and that loss to Penrith hurt them uh, the other day because now, looking at the four and against, they're basically two wins away from the Roosters, who are currently in eighth position. 
um, and then obviously further away from the other teams. So, and the funny thing about it is, Maddie, is coming into the last month, if this hadn't happened, the Roosters, who are in eighth position, now they could move up to fifth, fourth, who knows? But in, in terms of eighth and ninth, the Roosters have a really hard draw. But after this, uh, the Raiders, who have a fairly soft draw compared to what the Roosters have, it's hard to see them uh, turning this around, the Raiders. It's just come, in terms of a footballing sense, it's just come at an awful time for the Raiders. And it's not the first time that Ricky's been a little abrasive in the, the post-match press conference, or he's he's copped a few other penalties along the journey. So has the reaction been that it's enough from the NRL to impose this sanction? Is it a big enough sanction to, to prevent it from happening again? Look, mixed reaction. Uh, I had a caller here yesterday saying that he should be fine, but he shouldn't be suspended for any matches because that punishes the club. And I, look, I, I do understand that point of view. Uh, a couple of other people saying that he should just be fine. But then on the other end of the scale, you've had a lot of people saying that he should be banned for the rest of the season. Uh, a few people went as far as ways saying that he should never coach again. I think that might be a bit too far. But yeah, mixed view. I think most people thought it would be a bit of a harsher penalty, but they've settled on this, and we've never seen anything like this happen before. I got a text in just quickly yesterday, Maddie, to my show, saying that what if he had said this about a referee? Because um, we've had instances where uh, coaches have questioned refereeing decisions, rightly or wrongly, and they've been fined money, or the club's been fined money. So if he had said that about a referee, this could have been completely different. It would have been, yeah, very interesting. But anyway, uh, one week ban and $25,000. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I think the general consensus is it probably should have been a bit tougher. Yeah, I, I think it may, given the the circumstances. And he said it twice too, which I think gets a little lost in how all this has mm. unfolded as well. He, he, he backed over it twice, mm. which... Um, Anyway, well, uh, that's how the situation is for the Canberra Raiders and Ricky Stewart. I want to pose a question to you, Dan. Yes. About someone from our world mm. that has had an extraordinary impact and has a, a famous name attached to him. And I'm talking of Josh Kennedy mm. from the Sydney Swans who yesterday announced his retirement. Mm. How is he viewed in the Harbour City? Because his reputation down here is extraordinary. Mm. How, how is he viewed in the in the Harbour City? Look, he's viewed very well. In fact, if you look at the back pages of both uh, the Telegraph and the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, it's quite close to the back page. Obviously, the Ricky Stewart story dominating. But other than that, uh, no, he has been one of the better players for the Swans. Um, he's been described as a legend in one of uh, the papers. And he's still got a bit of work to do because the Swans, Maddie, they're starting to play some good footy. How do you see their premiership chances going, especially now they'd love to send Josh Kennedy off on a high. They would. Well, the battle for him is going to be he injured his hamstring mm. in the VFL on the weekend. Ah. So whether or not he can make it back, the good news is, from his perspective, it wasn't the, the hamstring that mm. he's missed a significant portion of the season with already. So that's the positive news, but it's going to be a battle for him to get back, given there's only two matches remaining in the home and away. Then we've got the bye prior to the finals, and then it's how deep that they can go, which... At this stage, it could be quite deep. They've mm. come to life in the last couple of weeks. I think about a month ago, we were looking at the Swans and going, geez, which, which one mm. is going to turn up and play? They've been very up and down throughout the season. They've had some really good patches, and then they've played some games that have been pretty poor, games that they probably should have won. And they are still a, 
a youngish group. They're they're threaded with experience, um, but uh, they have timed their run, as we we love to say, the old cliche. They've timed their run beautifully at the moment, the Sydney Swans. So. A couple of tough encounters to finish the season for them. A top four spot not beyond possibility, though. So it'll be a very intriguing situation. And the other news that's floated around in your part of the world, just before I let you go, Dan, Buddy Franklin. Now, you broadcast into both Sydney and Queensland. Where is he going to be next season? Is at, he, will he be at the Swans or is he going to be at the Lions? Just, now be careful because you've got a very balanced yeah, audience. It's been going on for uh, quite a while, hasn't it? Uh, been at the Swans for many, many years. You'd like to see him stay at the Swans, but I think you'd want to make a decision soon on what he's going to be doing for uh, everyone's sake. If I was a betting man, and I'm not, uh, but if I was, uh, I would probably say he will stay at the Swans. But do you reckon he'll be at the Swans next year? I reckon it's either, well, I, about a week ago, I would have said Swans or Retirement. Mm. But um, I think the, the Brisbane link's quite quite strong. So it's a watch this space. Good on you, Dan. Appreciate the chat again this morning, mate. Thank you, mate. Chat next week. Will do. Yeah, Matty Cox in Melbourne, host of Treaties News in a nutshell in Melbourne. And just while we're uh, just on AFL, just uh, quickly, GWS chairman, we just ran out of time to talk. Uh, to Maddie about this, uh, but GWS chairman Tony Shepherd has revealed the Giants are considering playing a blockbuster matches against big Melbourne clubs at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Now, Shepherd openly declared his conflict. He's also chairman of Venues New South Wales, which runs the STG, but said the club was trying to address its issue with struggling crowds, which he admits are a long way off the pace this year. Uh, he said that's a possibility to be playing at the SCG. We're looking at all of those sorts of things. So that's interesting. The Giants, who made the grand final in the AFL only a few years ago, uh, struggled. I also heard he continued on saying that COVID didn't help and having lost the momentum of playing all their games in Sydney, all their home games in Sydney over the past couple of years. It's been a bit of a struggle this year. Uh, The Giants moving their blockbuster games to the SCG. That they struggle to get a big crowd at their home ground at the moment. Now, maybe, uh, and I've never been to that ground to watch AFL, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's not a great ground to watch AFL. But I, I just struggle to see how or what a move to the SCG would do. Yes, it would probably get a few more people in. And if they are playing good AFL, then, well, yeah, definitely there'd be a lot more people uh, coming in. And we, as I said, they made the grand final just a few years ago. But... Is a move to the SCG to play their big blockbuster games for the Giants next year a good idea? Um, does it make any difference? Will it get more people in? Maybe it will. If you're a Giants fan, what do you make of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I suppose the other thing, and it's a good thing for the Sydney Swans as well, is that um, there'll be no conflict with the NRL next year. Uh, the new Allianz Stadium opening up in, what, three weeks' time for that first game between the Roosters and South Sydney. So uh, uh, this year, or the past few years, although we have had COVID uh, interrupt that, but over the past few years when things have been normal, there's been that conflict of uh, rugby league may play one weekend and AFL the next weekend. Don't have to worry about that next year. So it does open the SCG up to more events. But is it worth it for the Giants? 
Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, also, uh, before we get to a break and look at some of the other news, including this Isaiah Papili'i story, uh, which has taken a fresh twist. Ricky Stewart suspension. We we're just talking to Manny Cox about that. Uh, was it long enough? And is it big enough? One game and personally find $25,000. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And Serena Williams overnight has announced she is going to be retiring after the US Open. Is she the best female tennis player ever? Is she one of the best athletes of all time? Full stop. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. We'll take a break, come back with your text, your calls and more of the news of the day. It's 29 past five. Sure is at 27 at 2, 6 o'clock, 0457-736-736-1300-01-1170. Text in here from the Yeovil Treeman in relation to Serena Williams announcing overnight she's going to be retiring from tennis after the US Open later on this month. He says, uh, hi, Dan, very hard to argue against Serena being regarded the greatest female tennis player of all time. Her stats, longevity and dominance all back up that claim. Not far behind a Steffi Graf, uh, Chris Everett, and Margaret Court. Personally, I have the highest regard for Martina Navratilova, who is the first to be, uh, who was the first to be, uh, bring the power game to women's tennis. Her serve and volley game was a breath of fresh air to predominantly baseline matches. That one from the Yeovil treatment. Well, yeah, Steffi Graf, Chris Everett, and Margaret Court, all fantastic players. Martina also a great player as well. There's been look, there's been so many wonderful female tennis players in the history. Of course, Ash Barty, of course, only a couple of months ago announcing her retirement after winning uh, the Australian Open last summer here in Australia. So there's been a heap of great tennis players, but Serena Williams' career has gone for a very, very long time. It's uh, As he, as um, the, the Oval Truman said, the longevity of the career of Serena Williams will not be forgotten. Uh, so is she the best female tennis player of all time? Is she one of the best athletes of all time? Uh, 0457 736 736 1170 Ricky Stewart suspension long enough, or would you uh, have given him more or less? Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Don't forget this season is uh, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Now this story continues to bubble along as well in terms of Isaiah Papali'i currently playing for the Parramatta Eels. Now, he was interviewed on uh, Channel 9 the other night, um, and he said he'd make a decision about what he was going to do uh, maybe post-season. He didn't want a distraction to be, for it to be a distraction for his current season at the Parramatta Eels. Now, that's all well and good, but he's already signed a contract with the West Tigers. Anyway, there's a new twist to this story. Um, with the Parramatta star considering requesting a release from his West Tigers deal, but not to stay with Parramatta, to relocate to the New Zealand Warriors. Now, he signed a three-year deal uh, worth $1.9 million to join the Tigers from next season. Uh, the Kiwi International had another opportunity to publicly, as we know, state his attentions during an Eels media session on Monday, but remained coy. Now, sources with knowledge of the situation have told the Sydney Morning Herald 
that he is keen to return to his home city of Auckland for family reasons. The 23-year-old partner, uh, who's a netballer, lives in New Zealand, and the pair have been separated during the footballer's two-year stint at the Parramatta Eels. Papali has gone from a solid first-grade player to a star since joining Parramatta, and the Warriors would gratefully welcome him back if he was available. The Auckland outfit has freed up salary cap space, uh, as we know, by releasing uh, some of their players, um, uh, but would not likely need to move on at least one more contracted player to meet Papali's uh, market value. The Eels would like to retain him, but are resigned to losing him and are considering contingency plans. Uh, speaking before news broke for the Warriors' development, uh, Papali, as we know, was non-committal. So this I find very, very interesting. Um, he's a very good player. Now, he made a decision to sign with the Tigers this year. It wasn't long, it wasn't that long ago where he agreed to terms uh, to sign with the West Tigers. Um, and now he's thinking of not making, firstly, not making a decision until uh, after the season and then potentially not going to the Tigers, not staying with the Eels, but going to the Warriors instead for family reasons. Now, look... There may be, and I understand being separated from your partner can be very hard. I understand and I appreciate that. But surely he would have known this when he signed the contract for the Tigers. Or was it just me? Uh, 0457 736 or 1300-01-1170. does a contract mean in the NRL? Does it mean much? And if you're the West Tigers, would you be accepting this? Uh, Lee Hatcher and Tellus was on breakfast yesterday with Vossi and Brandy, uh, and he said, I don't want to speculate in a public forum exactly what Isaiah was intending to convey with the remarks. We'll seek clarification uh, today from his manager, but I don't put a lot of stock into it. What he was trying to say, if I'm reading that correctly, is that he wants to focus this year with Parramatta, which is fair enough. I'd expect nothing different. As I say, we're very comfortable with where we sit. Well... I don't know. I don't know. I I just think that if he signed with the Tigers and he's now citing, if this is true, he's now citing family reasons where he may want to go back to the Warriors. As I say, surely he knew about these family reasons two, three, four months ago. Um, And it now, even though he doesn't want it to be proving to be a distraction for him and the Parramatta Eels, I'm sure for him being non-committal, it's probably being more of a distraction than if he had just come out and said, on Monday that he was going to the Tigers or he'd be thinking about maybe going to the Warriors or staying at the Eels. Uh, This story will continue to drag on. But what is a contract worth? And if you're a Tigers fan, what are you thinking about all of this? You've signed him. He wanted to play for you. I know he wanted to play under coach Michael Maguire. I know that does change things, but he still signed a contract. Um, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. As I said, it was family reasons. um, And they've been separated for two years. Uh, by her being in New Zealand and him here, he would have known about that already. 0457 736 736 1300 01 1170. Meanwhile, Broncos legend Corey Parker has made a sensational offer to help save the embattled Titans. Now, Parker has offered to join under pressure Titans coach Justin Holbrook's coaching staff in a bid to turn around the Gold Coast as it heads for a third wooden spoon. The second most cat player in Brisbane's 34-year history with 347 NRL games, Parker is keen to join the Broncos' rival to help resurrect the Titans. 
Holbrook is beefing up his football department for 2023 following the axing of assistant coach Jim Dimmick and fitness uh, chief Clit uh, Horay with Titans power brokers declaring they will give the head coach all the support he needs to save his career. And Parker, a former Kangaroos and Queensland Origin star, has thrown his hand up to help uh, the rudderless Titans. He declared his interest yesterday here on SEN and confirmed he wanted a coaching position. Uh, would I like to help them out? Yes. What that looks like, he would have to be up to them, he said. They've got some great players. They really do, and a lot of upside. I've worked with David Feeter and those sorts of guys already, but they've got a soft underbelly about what they do. If there was an opportunity for me to help them out, I would certainly explore that. I had a role at Brisbane for a period of time, but coaching is an itch that you always have. It goes away, then it comes back. So Corey Parker offering his services to the Gold Coast Titans. Probably do a lot worse. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they take him up on the offer there. Titans fans uh, listening through the Gold Coast on 16.20 a.m. Do you like Corey Parker helping out Justin Holbrook? 0457 736 736 or 1300 And uh, News, which is not overly surprising, but Newcastle skipper Caelan Ponga is set to be ruled out for the rest of the season and his World Cup hopes hang in the balance as the Knights brace for a medical report that will determine his immediate playing future. Now, it's understood Ponga has been advised to rest for four to six weeks with the Queensland Origin star to again uh, not be named for the Newcastle's clash against the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night. Now, he's undergone a number of tests and visited medical specialists after suffering three head knocks in six weeks, including his latest concussion against the Roosters on the 22nd of July. Um, now, it is believed Ponga could be eligible for Newcastle's final round fixture against Cronulla on the 4th of September, but with their chances of making the finals, the Knights' bosses are reluctant to take any risks with their $6 million man. Ponga, though, is keen to make himself available for selection for Australia's World Cup campaign in October, but his push for a green and gold jumper could hinge on the medical advice. The club is awaiting a final concussion report to be tabled within days. Yeah, it would be good to see him part of that World Cup squad, um, but obviously his health has to be more important. And in terms of the Knights, I would not be risking him for one game, even if he is available uh, for that match against the Cronulla Sharks. I think they should be very much focused on on next year. 0457 736 or 1300-01-1170. A couple of texts here in terms of Ricky Stewart. The Chookman says, Hi, Dan. I love a Ricky Stewart press conference, but this one crossed the line. Certainly did. Uh, he does, though, say punishment seems about right. So he's happy with the one week and $25,000. Thank you, Chookman. And if you're just tuning in, that's not just one match. He's not allowed to have contact with the Canberra Raiders at all, his team at all, for the next week. And he's not going to be part of the naming of the side for their game the week after as well. Thank you, Chookman. And Green at Keeping Roosters been in touch as well, uh, saying, Morning, Dan. Um, I thought Ricky Stewart's suspension was soft uh, to a guy who is a serial offender. Um, I would have given him six months and a $50,000 fine. That from the Green Keeping Rooster. And that, again, um, is back to what I was saying to Matty Cox about half an hour ago, where there's one text there that says the punishment is about right. There's another text that's saying he should be sitting out of the game for six months and a $50,000 fine. It's divided public opinion 
uh, very much so on this story. But thank you for both of those texts, Chookman and Green Keeping Rooster. Keep them coming in, 0457 736 736 or 1300 Now uh, On the Ricky Stewart issue, on the Isaiah Papali issue now, potentially going to the Warriors, Serena Williams. Is she the best female tennis player ever? One of the best athletes of all time. 1300-01-1170-0457-736-736. We'll take a break. Come back with more. It is 16 to 6 breakfast, not too far away here on SEN. At 11 and a half to 6 breakfast with Vossi and Michelle Bishop in today for Brandy after 6 a.m. Through SEN 1170 a.m. in Sydney, Patton Hills through SEN uh, Q693 a.m. in Brisbane and SEN 1620 a.m. on the Gold Coast. Not too far away. This one from Jace saying on terms of the Zaya Papali'i uh, issue. Uh, looking like now he may want to go to the Warriors, uh, saying, Morning, Dan. Re Isaiah Papalihi, as a Warriors fan, I'd happily welcome him back. But he has shown a real lack of maturity with this matter. All in all, I feel for the Tigers because it's clear he just does not want to go there. Cheers, Jace. Yeah, look, I'm sure from a Warriors point of view, you definitely want him back there. He's a class player, a very good player, one of Parramatta's best players over the past couple of years. Um, and no one's taking that away from him, and no, no, no wonder uh, the Eels want him, the Tigers want him, the Warriors want him. But uh, as you said there, Jace, he doesn't want to go to the Tigers yet. He signed for the Tigers, and as that story said, um, it was he's been separated uh, in terms of distance by his part from his partner who lives in New Zealand for the past two years. Surely he would have known that. Anyway, thank you, Jace, uh, and I'm sure you wouldn't be too. Uh, disappointed if he does join uh, the Warriors. Keep those texts coming in on that one or anything else. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170 at 10 to 6. Uh, team list Tuesday and some important ends for both the Panthers and the Storm. Uh, they're set to welcome back some big names for the blockbuster tomorrow night. Back, uh, barnstorming back rower Viliami Kikau is back for the Premiers on an extended bench but is expected to start. While well, winger Taylor May has been named, but he is in some doubt after he rocked up to Panthers training on Tuesday with his arm in a sling. Matt Eisenhuth will start in the front row, while Kiwis prop James Fisher-Harris is suspended. The Storm have resisted the temptation to keep Cam Munster at fullback after his three-try haul against the Titans last week. Uh, he will return to the halves to partner Cooper Johns with Jerome Hughes sidelined after he partially dislocated his shoulder last week. Uh, Melbourne's back line is starting to get some troops back. They need it, with Nick Meany and Justin Olam returning this week, although veteran Felice Kafusi will miss the game uh, after his father tragically passed away. It was very sad to hear about that. Uh, Kay Dykes, meanwhile, has retained his place in Cronulla's starting lineup, uh, with Lockie Miller named on the right wing in place of Connor Tracy. Uh, the good news keeps coming for the Sharks. They will also welcome back Dow for Nukin from suspension, while Matt Moylan has recovered from the quad injury that kept him out of last week's game. The Seagulls' slim hopes of playing finals footy have received a massive shot in the arm with Kieran Foran, named to take on his future teammates, the Titans, even though he left the field early last week with a hamstring injury. Uh, Josh Eli also returns to the Seagulls for the first time uh, since the Pride jersey situation. Uh, the Dragons' chances of making the eight are hanging by a thread. Uh, they could get a boost with fullback Cody Ramsey, named on extended bench. Meanwhile, there's mixed news for the Canberra Raiders team, with Joseph Tapani, uh, Tapine ruled out with a rib injury, while winger Nick Kotrick is suspended. But they do get Xavier Savage back from an ankle injury in a must-win game 
at home. And the Knights will welcome back David Clemmer after he was stood down for one game because of uh, disciplinary reasons. He slots straight back into the starting side against the Broncos, who have named uh, Timari Martin at fullback. Uh, and I think they uh, missed him last week big time against the Roosters. That's just some of the news from Team List Tuesday coming out yesterday. A few other news stories doing the rounds. Uh, the Sharks, uh, they've got five stars from their back line, all free to talk to rivals from November 1, uh, including fullback Will Kennedy and uh, their wingers, as well as centres Jesse Ramian. And uh, so see for Telekai, they all have come off contract at the end of 2023. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting to see if they'll be able to retain all of them. You wouldn't think they'd be able to, uh, but they'd want to retain uh, the bulk of them. So they're all free to talk if they don't sign another contract uh, from November 1, uh, which is uh, pretty uh, not far away at all, really. And interesting, just on the Sharks, to see Wade Graham is looking to uh, become a coach as well uh, down the line, already trying to get his coaching uh, license. So well done to him. I think he'll make a very, uh, very good coach. A bit of sad news coming in overnight, uh, just over the last few hours, uh, that former South African cricket umpire Rudy Kortson has passed away uh, in a car accident. Uh, family has His family has said now he was 73 years of age. He suffered fatal injuries after an accident near uh, Cape Town. Um, so yeah, very, very sad news. His son said, my father went to a golf tournament with some friends and they're expected to come back on Monday, but it seems they decided to play another round of golf. The South African team will wear black armbands on Wednesday in honor of Kurtzen when they face England Lords in London in a test match. He first umpired in 1981 handed uh, his maiden international assignment 11 years later and retired in 2010 after a test between Australia and Pakistan in Leeds in England. Uh, So, yeah, very sad news, their thoughts with the family and friends. And just finally, before we go, uh, A-League, still a little while away, but uh, Sydney FC has signed another one uh, with the signing of former Manchester City winger Robert Mack, now, he's played 73 times for Slovakia, and he has joined on a two-year deal after uh, winning back-to-back titles in Hungary. Now, Sydney FC coach Steve Korotka has said, we took our time uh, because there's a specific type of player we want. We've got a few more to come in as well, but to have the first one done is great. We're still two months out from the start of the A-League season, which gives us plenty of time to work with Robert and to get him ready. The most successful club in A-League history uh, with five champions, the Sky Blues finished a disappointing eighth last season. Uh, so Steve Corica will be happy that he's got Robert Mack as a part of his team uh, for the A-League season that starts in a couple of months' time. That is about it from me this morning through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. It's Vossi and Michelle Bishop after 6 AM and through 1620 AM Gold Coast and also SENQ 693 AM. It'll be Patton Heels to take you through the breakfast show. Plenty to talk about. That'll come up straight after the news. Have a wonderful Wednesday and I'll catch you back here tomorrow morning from 5am. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.